Hi, Nana. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Hi, everyone out there. Um, thanks for joining us back during our hiatus. Um, FYI, everyone, this is a re-record because we had like technical difficulties with our yeah. first recording. So we're going to do our best to act like we never talked about this before. <laughs> I know. I was yes, very disappointed when it, this happens. So, yeah. So bear with us. Bear with us. It's okay. We're here now. Yeah. So, yes, we are in season five. This is the penultimate season, I guess. <laughs> yes. We both the final season. And episode one is called Anchors Away. So, yeah, it's basically the episode where Carrie is reckoning with being single. Miranda is adjusting to being a mom. And Charlotte is also adjusting. And... Samantha is also adjusting to taking Richard back, so it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a period of adjustment for the ladies. I'd like yes. to say. Um, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a bit mid, especially for a season opener. Like I would expect this as an episode six or seven, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like just like Carrie's hair. That's how the episode felt. Yes. <laughs> On paper, it's cute, <laughs> but it's not yes. quite <laughs> it's so <laughs> Okay, so Carrie says when you're single and in New York, there are many ways to fill your days. Um, we mentioned in the season finale that she had this short bob and all that. She still has that here. She says one of the many things that is you can go to Paris, and we see her watching a French movie filled with lovers, but she went to the movie solo. And you know what? I'm like, good for her. Like, look at Carrie, you know, being alone and, you know, taking advantage of it and actually enjoying it. Good for her. Growth. Then we see Samantha bitching to the girls about Richard and how he left another I'm sorry message on her machine. She says loudly, like, all the I'm sorry is not going to make up for the fact that she caught him eating another woman's pussy. And Charlotte gives her a stern look and gestures towards the baby. And I'm like, ah, yes, Miranda has little Brady now. She's a mama. They all look, and Miranda says, it's okay. Nothing has to change. Just think of the baby carrier as a big purse. That's funny. So Charlotte asked Carrie what she did last night, and she said she went to the movies by herself. Charlotte is, like, aghast and is, like, on a date night. And, you know, she was like, she could never do that, that she would think everyone would be looking at her, thinking that poor, pathetic girl and Miranda quips, like, kind of like the way I'm looking at you right now. Like, what? You don't go out alone? And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, we do stuff alone, but it's hard to forget that it's actually a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. You know I love to go to movies by myself. I actually went by myself last night, and people always go, you went alone? I'm like, who am I talking to in a two-and-a-half-hour movie? Why does it matter if I'm with someone or not? It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and also, I feel like Charlotte, her saying that, to me, that tells me that's what she thinks of people she sees doing stuff by herself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I had to, like, hone that skill because in my city, everyone moved away and I had things that I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wait for anybody. There's no one around to do with me. Mm -hmm. And I started doing things by myself. And it just kind of became habit. So Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. I feel like all of us, you've had to be alone. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. 
It's either yeah. that or just sit in your house waiting for people. So, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, Carrie says New York is the perfect place to be single because you are never alone. Charlotte tells Samantha not to check her messages again. And she says she's not, that she just wants them to hear his tone. Charlotte, who looks so pretty, like the red lip, the ponytail with the side swoop was working for her very well, mm-hmm. tells her that if she's going to keep doing this, she might as well just call him, but it has to stop. Because Charlotte is never, is always ready to call her friends out. <laughs> so she tells her, she tells um, Samantha that she needs to emotionally cut him out and move on. And the sooner the better, because everyone knows you only get two great loves in your life. Carrie says, everyone who? Where'd you get that? <laughs> what do we think about this? Uh, I can't say I agree with that. <laughs> Personally, I can't say I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I know we talk about your fave all the time, Jennifer Lopez. How I always say I feel like she's so brave to literally just go for it every single time. I feel like it just depends on a person and personality, but absolutely think you can fall in love and have great loves more than twice in your life. That's such a random arbitrary number. Yeah. And then nothing proves that point more than it's not just divorce. How about people who lose their partners to death? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they still find happiness. It's never going to be the same. I think it's always a unique love, but you can always have more than one two or three yes so uh, miranda on the other hand looks lovely she looks very refreshed we say this all the time nana that we're gonna find out if she was actually pregnant <laughs> we never quite check and to see if it's i have a question people. for you a bit later in the episode but yes we really should have found out <laughs> <laughs> we've said it so many times that i'm like uh so we should at some point but she looks really good she looks really refreshed and she says, um, Charlotte, where did you get that from? Is it from your convenient for you monthly? Because last year, when you were married, you thought you only got one great love. And I howled. Because <laughs> it's so true. Because if she finds a third love, she's going to change that to a third one. Mm-hmm. So Carrie asks, what does a great love mean? Um, I don't know what, uh, how, people, how anyone else defines their great love. But the way I describe a great love is like, I think you always have people you're romantically involved with that stay with you. Some of them are not love, but they stay with you. There are certain people you don't even want to get back with or anything, but they're around you and you're aware of them and you haven't, they, you, you just have, they just have an effect on you. I don't know if it's bad, if it's good, but that's just what I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's always a bad thing. I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> Especially, I just feel like sometimes we just see life as too black and white. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but you guys still, it's not like you hate each other. You've gotten to know each other. You like each other as people. What's the problem with staying in each other's lives if it's not going to be like an issue romantically? So, yeah. Ah. <sighs> I think that would be a whole other different conversation. I think the people who end amicably and you like the people are in the minority of people who end. I think you can end amicably, but some of the things that were done, which is why I said people that stay with you, some of it is not love because some of the people who stay with you are people who treated you terribly. Yeah. And, for me, I'm, 
I think it's rare. There are people who break up amicably. I'm not saying that. There are people who, like, they're great friends and it works or whatever. It does exist. But I don't think they're the norm. I think they're the exceptions. More of the people where you're still friends with people of that stuff, they still treated you horribly. And for me, even though you liked each other, the fact that they were still capable of doing whatever it was that they did to you says something. We all grow. Again, years after and all that kind of stuff, that's it. But also for me, it's like mm, putting someone who, okay, you don't watch the real world Homecoming, do you? No. Okay. So <laughs> I'm we, like, you need, you need the answer to that question before you I ask mean, me. I mean, you never know. There could be random things. <laughs> I surprise you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that you watch every now and then. I think you watch like, not Love is Blind, the other one, I don't know. The ultimatum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just random. So, and this is a little bit nostalgic, like the real world, they bring them back. Yeah, to I, did, I did love the OG and real stuff. world. Yeah. So there's a lady, Julie, who was the Mormon, who we just found out she keeps saying she's married she keeps as she tells us she's happily married and all that stuff but she's drawn to her old roommate jamie who we eventually found out <clears throat> excuse me she had sex with and he was her first we are just finding this out like 20 something years later but she still talks about how he has an effect to her like there's something about him that just draws him or whatever and i think when you are affected by someone don't even try to find out <laughs> like mm. don't put yourself like we put too much stock or belief in ourselves but don't don't test yourself don't try to not to say like you're not going to be in situations I, I hope this is coming across the right way i'm not saying that it necessarily means something or is ominous but if someone affects you that way 20 something years later don't try to find out what you can or can't put up with because now they're at a point where they're in hot tubs together. They're doing things together. And she keeps saying, man, there's just something about Jamie. Like he's Wait, still and she's married currently? Yes. yes. Oh, no. That's yes. right. So, that you know, and to her, it's nothing. Her husband comes to visit and she's always like, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. And I'm like, relax. Like, stop yeah, that's, trying to. <laughs> it's yeah, that, that's, that's doing a bit too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you're right. There's sometimes you know you have a quote unquote connection with somebody. Yeah. And. It is where it's like, yeah, just stay away from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you said, don't test it. Be like, oh, we can still be friends when deep down you know that it could always go left. So, yeah. Exactly. Like, I feel like someone, an example from my past of someone, like I would say, is one of the people that stayed with me or whatever. And we met up, you know, just with friends like years ago. But it was at the time where I decided, you know, just off on situations. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, no, this is not healthy for me. This is not. And we met up and he's just like, oh, let's just go hang out. And I was like, no I think I'll pass and then he's like no like I'm not gonna do it and I'm like it's not you <laughs> uh-huh. it's me like I'm not even gonna like I have all my resolve but uh yeah we're still human beings at the end of the day but sometimes you just have to draw the line you know boundaries for yourself and for yeah. others and all that it comes in so you have that's to be honest with yourself as exactly. well exactly exactly so I'm sorry, guys. This was just a really long way of saying, like, I know they're not always, like, great loves. I just want to emphasize that part. Like, I think sometimes we also tend to look at things through rose-tinted glasses. But sometimes you look back and these people are just horrible for you. But because you're so drawn to them, you're so, you know, but it could be anything. It could be their personality. It could be the sex. It could just be who they were at a certain time in your life. It, just, it could be anything. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's love, you know? Yeah. But they stay yeah. with you, so... Anyways, Charlotte says a love that changes you, shakes you to your core, after which you are never the same. 
I agree, but just insert love loosely. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlotte says she has only had one great love, which was Trey. And then she asks Miranda how many she's had, and she says zero. And Carrie says, uh, what about Steve? And she's like, Steve's a friend, not a core shaker. And, you know, it made sense. Uh-huh. Is <laughs> this what I was saying? I know makes- we're like, we talked about it just like that again. This is what I was saying. I just, I didn't feel the same way that everyone else was feeling. I just I- feel like Steve has never been it like that. <laughs> but then I have a counter to that. Mm-hmm. I understand that it makes sense that he's not a core shaker, but I also think that for women, we've been taught to believe that your love or your anything has to be tumultuous. And Carrie is mm-hmm. a victim of this. She thinks that with Aiden, because he was solid and he was everything, something was wrong. But with Big, where she's not sure and she's going back and forth and other boyfriends, why don't you want to sleep with me? Why don't you want to? That is passion. I think yeah. sometimes we confuse that and then we think when it's solid, it's boring. And then everyone's like, well, you should have passion, you should have excitement, whatever. And I think Steve might not be a core shaker in that way, but Steve is solid, but he could be a core shaker in the fact that he brought calm to Miranda. Miranda doesn't need any more rah, rah, rah in her life. There's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think to me, that's why he wasn't. Sometimes it's what you need, not what you want. Okay. So, yeah. So, Samantha says she's done with great loves and she's going back to great lovers. Um, They ask Carrie and she says she refuses to define love in those limited terms. I'm like, girl, bye. We know it's just two. And really, it's just zero as far as I'm concerned because she didn't love Aiden and Big was, I don't know, she was looking for approval of Big (laughs) at the time. Until I guess they resolved it and got married later. Then he became a great love. But Charlotte says, Come on, Aiden and Big. And then she realizes what she said. And then Carrie says, See, one, two. And according to you, I'm done. Samantha declares, Fuck love. So they're walking home and they spot some sailors. And Carrie lets us know that Fleet Week has begun. Samantha says, Like being distracted by Richard has made her forget her favorite holiday. Charlotte's like, it's not a holiday. She goes, it is to me. So (laughs) Carrie asked them them to go shopping and they all say they're in. But Miranda says like, oh man, she forgot the snuggly. And Samantha just shoves this woman into a cab, like within the blink of an eye. I don't know how she did it and just sends her home. And then we see Miranda wistfully look out the window to her friends going shopping. So basically they've been showing us little ways in which Miranda having a baby might change the group dynamics. So, and I'm mean, Miranda but I found that funny. <laughs> <laughs> she literally hustled around. She's like, "You're not gonna spoil my fun." I'm just like, "Wow, that was mean." But she funny. did. So Carrie tells us in the voiceover that Miranda suddenly found herself moving slowly away from her old life. So she gets home, and Magda is fawning over the baby. And Steve pops out from nowhere with a sandwich in his hand. And Miranda is surprised. He says he came over to hang with Brady. And Miranda says he can't have him hang because it's a schedule. He needs to nap or else he won't sleep tonight. And then Steve asks her how her nipples are, that the baby nurse Lena told him that he gets sore sometimes. Miranda is agitated about that too, but safe to say that Steve's mere presence annoys her anyways. So she kicks him out as he says he came to help. And she says she doesn't need help. She hired help already i mean 
half and half. We've always been annoyed by how she's taking sole control over the baby. But at the same time, you can't just show up to this woman's house. And why is the baby not telling him anything about her nipples? Like, what yeah. the hell? I just feel like boundaries. If you're going to co-parent and you guys aren't together, like, yeah, this isn't helpful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so Charlotte steps out the elevator in her building and the doorman says, have a good evening, Mrs. McDougal. And, you know, it strikes a chord and she immediately changes the name on her door back to her maiden name, York. Samantha gets home with plenty shopping bags. As Carrie says, breakups are bad for the heart, but great for the economy. A sidebar, I've just never been a retail therapy kind of gal. But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like it's never like clothes or whatever. Nah, but shopping. I was literally talking to my sister about it the other day. She's like, I'm feeling sad. Let me go buy something. I'm like, you don't sit your butt down. But yeah, (laughs) it works. (laughs) It's never been... So she walks in to Richard, leaving a message again, tells her to meet her for a drink. And just as she's falling for it, he says, meet me a sushi samba. And that irritates her because when they were looking for alternative words for pussy, they came up with sushi. She gets there and he's ordered her a dirty martini, which she throws in his face and walks away. And I'm just like, Samantha, you're doing too much. You got all gussied up just to go over there, just to throw a drink and walk away. Just ignore him. That's Mm -hmm. a bigger message. And she makes look fine as hell, too. Yeah. So Samantha tells Carrie that it felt fabulous, but she woke up angrier and she needs to hurt him more. Carrie says people make mistakes. You know, she cheated on Aiden and he gave her a second chance. And look how that worked out. But it wasn't a sushi situation. Samantha loses it, saying that's another thing. That she signed up for friendship, not some PC bullshit baby brunch situation. She's mad at Miranda for having a baby, basically. And Carrie tells her that she's overreacting and Brady is not an everyday thing. Like, Miranda is still Miranda. She just had a baby, not a lobotomy. But I don't know why she's getting mad because Miranda never said anything about her language. Charlotte was the one making all the noise. Mm-hmm. He's people right there, misplaced anger all the time. So Samantha tells her not to kid herself, that the days of pussy and fuck are gone. Carrie's thinking about when they were carefree without life weighing them down and she couldn't help but wonder, does that sense of adventure still flicker inside of us? Or when it comes to being carefree single girls, have we missed the boat? I was just like, huh? <laughs> I don't I don't even know what she's asking. Questions for the sake of questions. <laughs> I mean, you're friends with Samantha. When did the sense of adventure flicker away? Like, come on. So... Carrie shows up to Miranda's home, being all cutesy, with a surprise bag over her pay- over her face, saying, uh, pawn au chocolat, but it's Lena, the baby nurse. <laughs> so Miranda asks, oh, were we supposed to do something? And I forgot. And Carrie says, nope, that she had the day free, and she thought she'd stop by. And I thought that was nice. Very nice. And I think it just shows that clearly she was a bit excluded last night after they had lunch or last night the day before after they'd had lunch and yeah I just feel like that's a really nice way of yeah Samantha was being like mean (laughs) like hustling her away but yeah you can't really come shopping with us but here I am the next day we can spend some time together I thought that was really really nice as well yeah and what made it even nicer was she actually wasn't even coming over to talk about some boy trouble because usually that's what Carrie does yeah yeah (laughs) that's a very good point so 
Miranda asks if she's hungry, and she's no. She asks Miranda if she's hungry, and she says no, but she's concerned that Brady isn't eating, and he's she's tried to feed him, but he won't latch. And she stops herself. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be boring." And Carrie asks, "What's up with you?" Um, no, she asks Carrie, "What's up with her?" And she says she's been thinking about the great loves. I don't know. Did we speak too soon? Is that really why she came over? <laughs> <laughs> conversation i feel like it's typical carrie what else are her and miranda gonna talk about carrie always <laughs> talks about herself but i i feel like we can still give her some grace because that's not the express reason she came over so okay so while they're talking miranda whips out her boob to feed brady and for some reason carrie is flustered by it and is looking around and then she's talking but miranda is talking to brady and carrie just says your breasts are huge and I'm like, here we go again. This alleged sex writer that is flustered about something that doesn't seem so great. And she never knows how to contain it. She just asks, yes. like, she's never seen a boob in her life before. Like, it's your friend. Like, okay. So this is this is why I was going to ask, like, again, we should have done some research. But were there her actual boobs? Because, like, I was really looking hard this time. Like, it has all the veins, looks very, like, yeah, and then she was actually putting her nipple in the baby's mouth. I'm just like, is this something actors are allowed to do? I don't know. I no questions. So I don't think the nipple was actually hers, unless it was her actual baby. Which mm-hmm. there's a big memory of that, but I'm not. Don't quote me on anything. But if it wasn't, they have prosthetics that could probably be like a like you know how yes. the bottle. The nipple but yeah that they use but it could never but yeah and i mean they'd have to make it as realistic as possible but yeah I but i was impressed gonna... by how real it looked you know yeah yeah like you know mm-hmm. like in game of thrones like lisa aaron still breastfeeding her son who's like nine years old and it was like a suit thing that they did it wasn't like real so i was really looking to see if it was the same kind of contraption but it looked a hundred percent real to me so whether it was real or not kudos <laughs> So, yeah. if it wasn't real, I should say kudos to them. <laughs> so, Miranda says that this is frustrating, that she can't follow her thoughts, and it's just about nursing and nipples, and she won't become one of those mothers who can't hold an adult conversation. I mean, this seems to be the path. Like, neither mm-hmm. of us are mothers, but it's just once you have a kid, no matter how much your resolve is, that yeah. is apparently all you can talk about. So, I literally um, go. I was talking to my friend a couple of days ago who's just had a new baby and um, she it was exactly the exact same. It played out just as we saw on screen in Sex and the City. Like she kept having to pause to yell at the older child, like, stop doing that. She's like, and then she's like, I can't believe I've become one of these mothers. She's like, I'm sorry, because she kept apologizing. I'm like, stop apologizing. But she's like, I really hated it when I didn't have kids, when you're trying to talk to someone. And they keep stopping to, like, do stuff or yell at their kids. And I can't believe I turned into this person. I'm like, yeah, it comes for everyone. Like, it just is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it is. It is. Yeah. So Carrie says, it's just words. And Miranda says, but it's her words. And it's not just now. Samantha got her in the cab so fast. And her friendships are important to her. Like, you could really see the pain on her face. Um, Carrie tells her that she tells her that, Things will change, but she's still one of them. And, you know, Carrie was really a good friend today. Like, she yeah. said all the right things. Surprise. So, Brady, <laughs> <laughs> so 
Brady latches and she says she can listen now. But Carrie says, no, you're a mother now. You listened. We had the witty repartee. Like, it's all done. So that afternoon, Charlotte felt like going to a movie and called her afternoon movie friend, Anthony. He says he wants to see anything with Josh Hartnett. And Charlotte says she doesn't know who he is. And I gasp. And then he gasps. I gasp, too. But it made me think, like, we don't know where these ladies stand on the pop culture thermometer. I think Carrie has mentioned that she doesn't really know what's going on. But it's so hard for me. Again, they're 35. I mean, that's about our age. You're the only one of my friends that knows anything worth a damn about pop culture. Literally none of my other friends know shit. And my friends were like, how do you know that? And in my head, I'm like, how do you not know that? Like, listen, <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> Maybe okay. my, I have one other friend who's, like, pretty okay. But you are literally the only one <laughs> out of all my friends that knows anything worth a damn about pop culture. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> but Josh Hartnett, he was pretty I'm telling you, saying people be living a whole nother world. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh. I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> I okay. am telling you. <laughs> so, okay. I guess, Even you stuff know. you're not interested in. Like, I remember, like, you know, like, even, like, what Marvel movies are. Or, like, I have friends who literally don't even know any of that. And some don't even have kids. So, it's not even like that's the excuse. They just don't know. Or, like, okay. they gave up. They're like, oh, yeah, I just can't keep up with all of that. They don't know any new musicians. Haven't heard of anyone beyond... Britney Spears, I'm telling you, is not that weird to me. Also, we're living in a world where some, you know, whatever generation we're in, Z, Y, X, whatever, mm-hmm. don't know certain people because yes. I'm watching The Circle and Mel B and Baby Spice were posing as them, uh, posing as a player in there. So and some people of the people don't recognize them. Well, some of the people need it. Well, you can't see any of the people on there. But they knew the Spice Girls, but one of them, I think she was like, who are they or whatever? So I'm just like, oh, my God. We are getting to that point where certain people, someone mentioned that his mom likes to listen to Rod Stewart. And the girl was like, who's that? Like, what's that? I was like, oh, my God. She's like all that heat for not knowing who Brandy is. So. Oh, I, I will stand by that because this is your job. This is what you do, but you knew who Ray J was. Ray J is like 40. So if you know who Ray J is, I don't care that you knew because it was a sex tape. If you're going to be in the industry, do your research. I will stand by that. Oh, man. Also, she has, who has a voice like Brandy? Get out of here. Tell so anyway. They, they get me started, but yeah. <laughs> so they walk by a sailor and Anthony says, you know, he just checked you out and you should go back out and get his number. Charlotte is like, he's a sailor. Because, you know, it's Charlotte. As if it's a given. And, you know, why would I ever date a sailor? And Anthony says she needs to wipe out that flaccid mojo that she has been dragging along, referring to Trey. And then he asked her the last time she had sex. And she says if she has to think about it, it's too long. And she asked him the last time he had sex. And he said 10.30 this morning at the gym. And she's like, "Um, I'm not just looking for just sex. I'm looking for my next great love. And Anthony tells her not to hit the six-month mark. And, you know, I know people say the best way to get over someone is to get under. I still stand by, not the healthiest way, do what you got to do, but at some point you got to address it. I also don't know if this is a person I've become now, but six months did not seem like anything worth writing home about to me. I'm like, six months, like, 
I guess now, in a way, I guess everyone's just living different lives, but I was like, what? what's the big deal? Well, it's and just a big deal on Twitter. Even, yeah, I was going to say, especially even less of a big deal because you're literally separating from a marriage. It's not even a random boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah, but these days, um, only on TV and on Twitter, like, every time I watch my reality shows with these young guns, I'm like, oh, I haven't had sex in two weeks. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> guys. It's crazy to me. Anyways, so Samantha is in Richard's neighborhood, passing around copies of Richard's face with cheater and liar written all over it. I'm like, this is excessive and I hate the storyline. This is stupid. We're back to Samantha being a caricature or whatever it is. Um, A cop stops her as she's putting copies on the lamppost. And this cop is played by Chandra Wilson, who plays Dr. Bailey on Grey's Anatomy. Samantha tells her that this man cheated on her and he caught her eating another woman's pussy. And she simply says, carry on, ma'am. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Carrie's on her way to the Guggenheim and it's a windy day. Her skirt blows up and Carrie the screamer screaming loudly, but uh, no one seems to notice. I greatly enjoyed that. Like no one just addressed anything of her screams. So she gets there, the museum is closed and she starts back out and it starts to rain. Once again, she screams. She stops for shelter at the awning of an uh, apartment building entry or whatever it's called. And there's a man there as well. And she does her usual cutesy, oh my God, I'm, I guess we're not going anywhere for a while. And for some reason, she just can't stop talking. And she's like, in another world, this will all be romantic. We'll fall in love and get married. And I'm like, oh my God, is she really saying these words? And then she's like, I'm kidding. And then she sounds so silly. And this man decides to take the chance and goes back out into the rain. <laughs> what made it worse, Tate? All her flirts and the man is giving you nothing. Why are you continuing? Just be quiet. Oh, my gosh. You're so cringe. So cringe. Oh. oh, my God. It was terrible. She just couldn't stop talking. But he chose the rain and the wind and went back out there. And she's, like, stunned. Because Carrie does really believe in her cutesy factor. So... Instead of just going home, I guess, she goes into a restaurant where the host is shouting, singles at the counter, singles at the counter. I'm like, why didn't you just splurge for a cab, go home, instead of schlepping in the rain in wet clothes? Mm -hmm. She sits by an old woman who says the manager is a prick and the single girls need to stick together. So this lady is crushing lithium into her bowl and says she likes to sprinkle it on her ice cream. She tells the story of how she broke up with a guy in 1982, thinking that someone better will come along. And it never happened. Hmm. And Carrie's all like, oh, my God, maybe seeing herself in <laughs> in the future. 20 minutes later, Carrie is trying to get a cab. And she says she doesn't have the perfect relationship with New York. That New York is dismissive, abusive, and it made her feel desperate. So as she's trying to get the cab, some sailors get out of, they get out of a cab and they stop the cab for her. One of them introduces himself to her as Louis Leroy. He's very handsome and played by Daniel Sunjata, best known for his role on Rescue Me. Um, I don't know if he's as active, but when he was really working back in the day, yeah. if you did a tweet about him, he will find it and tweet back at you. Like, he's so By what? So, oh, celebrities who do that are oh, so cringe. Not nice, yeah. but yeah. But then he was working back then, which made it even worse. So now, like, he barely works. I don't know what this is doing. You know what? I might test that out. I'm going to say something. You're going to tweet about him? I just watched yeah. an episode of Sex and City and saw Daniel Sujet. He'll probably like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to do that. 
let's see. So he invites them to a big Navy party tonight, and they tell her to bring her girlfriends. Next thing we see, her, Charlotte, and Samantha strutting to the party dressed to the nines. Charlotte asks the longest they have ever gone without sex, and Carrie says she doesn't get that info without dinner and drinks. Because, you know, it's a sex question, and why on earth would Carrie answer it? So Charlotte says next week it'll be six months, and Samantha stumbles. Then she says, you know, she's going to have, Charlotte says she's going to have sex with a sailor tonight, and Samantha stumbles again. She says she needs to have sex to portray behind her, and they ask her about the great loves, and she says, eh, maybe that was bullshit, and this time Carrie stumbles. We see Miranda changing Brady, and his belly button thingy falls off, and Miranda puts it aside and leaves it by him. Also, wasn't sure why the nurse was just hovering behind her, just standing there doing nothing. And then we see the cat take the belly button and puts it in his mouth and she screams. I honestly don't know why she was so freaked out, but she was going to throw it I away. Mean, I feel like it's disgusting, but I would have been like, well, <laughs> the belly button is gone for good now. <laughs> I would have yeah. found it and thrown it away. Yeah. Yeah. So next thing we see Steve come in and Miranda crying, saying that she can't do this, that she's prepared for the expected, but not the unexpected. And we see the cat. He Apparently, he didn't eat it. He's just playing with it. And, I mean, I guess that's it. <laughs> then, then Carrie says in a voiceover that he may not be a core shaker, but Steve was there when she was shaken to the core. All right, guys. So, <laughs> we see them at the party. Some guy chats up Carrie, and she does her unfunny, cutesy joke thing. And he says, you're funny. You remind me of my mom. Not funny for Carrie, and Carrie is like, okay, bye-bye. We see Charlotte making out with a sailor who randomly and suddenly just asks her to show him her tits. And she's like, I can't. And then he goes, just show me one. It's an order. And then she does. And, of course, Carrie comes by, interrupts him, and then she screams. My God, like, I feel like (laughs) there's just all the situations of Carrie running into these things fine. I get being startled, but her reaction is so irritating. Why are you screaming? The incredible like, screaming Carrie. That's all she's done this episode is scream her way through the episode. I just don't understand. Like, have you never been to spring break where people flashed or, you know, um, what's it called? In New Orleans? Bourbon Mark Street? Where people, like, mm-hmm. what is the... Like, they're at a party. And every now and then, like, when we're younger, we just do stupid shit. Like, someone tells you, you're just like, you know what? Why yeah. not? You just do it. And I'm like, what is the big deal? Like, I would have just chuckled. I'm like, okay. And then walked away with the screaming. For what? Anyways. <laughs> because it embarrasses and makes situations worse. You know? Yeah. So Charlotte is startled. And then she tells him, I can't do this. Let's just talk. So then um, Carrie walks into Samantha and asks where Charlotte is. And Carrie says she's in the peep show. And Samantha says, you know what? I'm beginning to have a lot of respect for her. <laughs> so Carrie's <laughs> Carrie says that she doesn't know what it is about today that she has seen each of them's boobs. Like, at this point, why doesn't Samantha just show her hers? Not sure what Carrie expected, but if you dare Samantha, she's going to take you up on your dare, and that's exactly what she did. She showed and Carrie her boobs. Also, you really expect me to believe that's the first time Carrie's seen Samantha's boobs. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Carrie is like, yeah, that she's just going to go home. That this party is not fun. But Carrie is just a typical white girl. You're not getting the attention that you think you deserve. And should get. So then you want out. 
So as she's leaving, she runs into Louis Leroy and she tells him that she's leaving. But Samantha pushes her towards him. And then he asks her to dance. And they play this scene that I think was too long of them dancing. Way and too long. <laughs> it was way too I'm long. with you. Because I'm like, this is still going? Like, what? It's yeah. a 20-minute episode. 25 minutes, sorry. Yeah. And while they're dancing, Samantha calls her voice, her voicemail machine. What is it called? What's it called? A voice machine? It sounds odd. What was it? Calls her voicemail, I would just say. Voice machine? Answering machine. Answering machine. I was like, that sounds weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. To think that that's an antique right now. Yeah. And she is still missing Richard. Richard is saying all the things that would he still be calling despite what she's done to him? I love you, gorgeous. Give me another chance. So Carrie asks Lewis, how many great loves do you think you get in a lifetime? And he says one if you're lucky. Carrie says, after the way the city treated her, she needed that dance, and she's glad that she stayed. Lewis says that this is the first time that he's in New York City, and it's not for him. That the garbage, the noise, he doesn't know how she puts up with it. She makes like she was going to kiss him, but then says thanks and goodnight. So he's, like, surprised, and he's like, are you going home alone? Like, it's rough out there. And she's like, it's not so bad. She says if he was right and there's one great love, New York might just be hers and she can't have no one talking shit about her boyfriend. Okay, the boyfriend that earlier in the day you said was abusive, dismissive and all that stuff. Okay, Karen. That's a typical New Yorker thing. Come on. They don't realize they're in an abusive relationship. (laughs) Yep. Just holding on tightly. And then she said maybe the past is like an anchor holding us back. Maybe you have to let go of who you were to become who you will be. Um, duh. Like, <laughs> it's not profound. It's pretty much yeah. <laughs> clear. And that's how the episode ends. Yep. Yep. So it was fine. I just went for a seasoning opener. Seasoning. Wow. Season opener. <laughs> I'm clearly, you know where my mind is. I'm hungry. Yeah, it was a bit mid. I don't know. I just thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's so, it for me. Do you have anything else? No, ma'am. Can you please tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2. That's T H E R E W A T C H X 2. That is our handle on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to send us an email, just add at gmail.com to that. And thank you guys for being so patient. Our hiatus, we know, went on a little bit longer than we expected. But thank you for joining us again. Please, please, please help us out by giving us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.